You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast is brought to you by CPH and Associates, the leading provider of malpractice insurance for outpatient mental health practices throughout the United States. With up-to-date legal resources and competitive rates, CPH can ensure your private practice against board complaints and malpractice lawsuits. CPH offers both individual and business entity coverage, which can protect your LLC or corporation. A business policy with CPH is tailored to meet the needs of your practice, providing options to add general liability to your office, business personal property damage, and cyber liability for data breach coverage. Policyholders also have access to our attorney helpline, providing two hours of consultation with a malpractice attorney for situations with a client that could result in a claim or lawsuit. CPH is committed to providing exceptional customer service and superior coverage to mental health professionals. Protect your career and find peace of mind with CPH. Get a quote and apply online at cphins.com backslash all things. Hey everyone, you are listening to another episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast. I am Patrick Casal. I'm here in Asheville, North Carolina, joined by my friend Shailene Kite in New Jersey. She's an LPC. She is a group practice owner, DBT of South Jersey. She is passionate about all things DBT. She is now a speaker this year, speaking at a conference in Hawaii, and just a really, really cool clinician that's doing things very differently, trying to highlight people who are authentic, stepping into what's important to them and aligned with their values. So Shailene, thank you so much for being on here. Thanks for having me. I'm super pumped, as usual, to hang out. So this is really nice. Thanks. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about what we were just talking about. You have a new venture, and, and I want to talk about the fearfulness and putting it all together. I also want you to use this as accountability to make sure that that website goes up and everything gets posted by the time this launches. So tell us a little bit about what you just told me that you're creating and that you're really passionate about right now. Yeah, so I started a new and it's funny, you know, as I was describing it to you prior to recording, I was like, well, you know, it's kind of like a, it's a business, like it's a legitimate, it's an LLC. <laughs> so it's a legitimate business. I don't know why I'm like, I think that's how fear shows up. Like we start minimizing and I'm like, I think I'm doing like some coaching and training and it's like this little thing I'm doing. But meanwhile, I've been working on this for like a freaking year. It's not a little thing. It's a huge thing. So thank you for kind of like getting me away place there. Yeah. I started another business specifically for training and consulting, specializing in the areas of DBT and yoga and trauma um, and doing some coaching specifically for group practice owners who want to put those things into their practice. So DBT group practice owners and um, practice owners who are looking to integrate more embodied practices in their clinical work. And it's called Rebel Mente. And at the time of reporting, like not many people know it even exists because the website isn't done. The Instagram page is there with nothing on it. Um, so it'll be done very soon. And this 
this definitely keeps me accountable to making sure that it does get done. But I've been working really hard on it for the past year or so, and I'm proud of what it is going to become, even though it's not all the way there yet, because I feel, ah, I just feel like really good about it. I love that. And can you tell us what Rebel Mente means and where this originated? Yeah, Rebel Mente is a made up Spanglish word, which is super appropriate for me because I'm in Puerto Rican who can't really speak Spanish. And so I just kind of like get by. And so Rebel Mente is the word rebel and mente means mind. So for me, it's like this rebellious mindset, which like doesn't necessarily, you know, I think like for some people, Rebel Mente, when they look at the word, will they know like, okay, well, what is Shailene doing? But if they know me, they'll know what, what it's about. And so they read more about it. And I think that's what's important. Like the idea and the concept just came from like, I think more the energy that I have around sharing this kind of stuff with other people, talking about DBT, training other clinicians, how to be really, not only really great DBT clinicians, but also just like inspiring people to get out of the box and not just see getting trained in one particular way. Like I want to do things how I want to do them because I think that it's gone really well and I've had really great relationships with my clients. And, you know, obviously in becoming a group practice owner, you kind of get to this place where it's like, okay, I feel really good about what I'm putting into the world, but I'm only going to be able to reach so many people. And so then, you know, you hire staff and, you know, the impact spreads there. And now I'm at the place where it's like, I want bigger impacts because more people need to hear about this stuff. And I also don't want people feeling like DBT needs to look a certain way, being a therapist, being a group practice owner, or being a yoga teacher, like all of these things I've experienced on the other end of like feeling like I'm not doing it right or I'm messing this up. And so I just want to get all of that out of there. And I think Rebel Mente feels to me like this, not like you've got good stuff to offer. Let's help shape that stuff up and get it out there to the people who really need it. Damn. And I can sense how <laughs> passionate you are as you start talking about it, which is a very different energy than what you just told me before we pressed record, which was like, hey, I know, okay. it was like, it was like a little thing I'm doing. Yeah. Thank you. So what comes up for you? You mentioned fearfulness as you start talking about this. Is it like the typical imposter syndrome slash like, are people going to think this is good? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, at like every level of where I've been in terms of like markers of success. Yeah. I mean, like I've always questioned. I remember like taking my first private practice client. This was 2012. And I remember I worked in the community agency, like most of us have. And I remember her saying like, can I see you outside of here? And I was like, well, my rate is going to be $50, $50. And I was like, so afraid that she was going to be like, what? I'm not paying $50. And so it just kind of like shows the example of, you know, fear comes with change and especially big changes. And so at the time, like seeing clients privately, that was a huge deal for me. And then leaving my, uh, then going from full-time to part-time at the age, will I have enough clients? And then leaving the agency, opening up the group practice, like my mom's voice is coming into my head. She's always like new level, new devil, which I like don't love her little phrases, but it's true. Like at every, at every juncture you are, I mean, I am faced with this, like, am I going to be able to do this? And um, I just need to like tap into that part of me that um, it's like, yeah, of course you are. Like you've, you do all of the things that you set your mind to, but for sure it's stepping into the coaching space and training, especially I feel like in, at least for me in DBT, and it, it probably feels like this in other modalities, EMDR, or, you know, whatever, but I feel like, you know, I, I have these, like, I have like trepidations around like, do I belong here? Like, are people going to be like, why the hell is Shailene doing trainings? Like, what does she know? You know? So that stuff definitely, yeah, that, that comes up. But I feel like 
at least with coming up with the name Rebel Mente, I'm like, I can't, you can't bring that energy with that kind of name. You know what I mean? Like you got to go all in. So that's what I'm trying to, I, I keep coming back to that, I guess. That's the way that I try to get through. But for sure, it's there. Always shows up. Always shows up, right? I think that's a good marker of being successful is acknowledging it, not letting it paralyze you, noticing when it happens, right? It, it is when we are growing and changing and that stuff is scary. Yeah. And also reminding yourself, like you said, you have been in places like this before. It's been scary and you've been okay and it's been successful. And I really think we need to remember that. I like your mom saying not maybe like the, you know, right. the message is real, right? It's like, yeah, yeah this, is, <laughs> this is real. So, I mean, and I want to circle back to like leaving your agency job, telling your client that you charge $50, right? Like we have all these <laughs> markers and then it's like, why was I so fucking scared? Like, what yeah. was I so scared about? And I think it's like being seen and people thinking, am I qualified enough or competent enough to do this? Oh, 100%. Like the competency is a big thing, I think, with this last, because then you always look back, at least for me, like I always look back at that and I'm like, girl, like, why are you so afraid to charge $50? That client, that same client, by the way, who still like sees me every now and then now, she told me, she leaned, like, you have to charge more. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, six. But I just think like, it's, it's so easy to look back in your rear view and say, damn, like, what was I, why did I waste all of that energy, you know, worrying and being afraid of all of those things. And I could think of that. I can reflect on that at like every level of moving up. And now I'm at the level of like, do I have something meaningful to say in a bigger setting? And so my opposite action to shame and imperfection practice is just to like do all of the things that make me feel uncomfortable and put myself out there. Because if I don't have any evidence or data to back it up, like if I don't do it, then I'm never going to have any evidence or data. So I sign myself up for stuff like this. And I try to, you know, I kind of like called out being a speaker, like, oh, I've got stuff to say. So I'm going to sign up to be a speaker and I haven't done it before. It's going to be like fucking nerve wracking, but I'm going to do it. And so I just keep trying to push myself. So I'll get uncomfortable, but I'll come out on the other side one way or another, you know? That's really powerful. And I think hopefully everyone that's listening to that, you know, I just released an episode today on imperfect action, just having to put these things out there, even though we're really scared about how they're going to end up. And one way or another, you're going to be okay, whether it crashes and burns the first time or whether it's wildly successful, you will still be okay. But I would rather try and be bold and courageous than prevent myself from moving forward or growing or seeing where this could take me. And it sounds like that's the embodiment of the Rebel Mente philosophy is being bold and being courageous and doing things differently. Can you uh, tell me how you got into speaking in Hawaii this summer? Like yeah. you said, I, I have shit to <laughs> say, so I just let Ernesto know that. You know, one good thing that came out of the pandemic is like all of the Facebook friends and connections, you know, meeting you and my girl, Katie May and Ernesto, like so many people that I think like the pandemic just kind of drew us all in. And it was like, what's everyone doing? And we all got, and then, and then people did new stuff and it was cool to watch people do new stuff. And so there was just like this group that, that kind of formed for me in terms of like new friendships and watching really, like really amazing people do really cool shit. So Ernesto was one of those people that I didn't know prior. And I was like, oh, this is pre pre pandemic. So like January 2020, before things got crazy. Also my first month back from maternity leave. And so, you know, I see he does these really cool videos. And I'm like, Oh, this guy's, you know, he's doing some really cool stuff. I want to get him out here. So I get on a consultation call with him to do a video for me. And he's like, Oh, you know, I hope you I hope it, can you hear me? Okay, I'm actually in Hawaii right now. And I'm like, Why are you in Hawaii? First things first. 
oh, you know, I hold a retreat or I hold this summit here every year. And I'm like, oh, I did not know about this summit. And so immediately I'm like, I talked to him about all the logistical things and I'm like, how do I do exactly what you're doing? Like you are laying on a chair right now with a drink in your hand, doing a consultation and everyone's at like your big summit. And then I, you know, join the Facebook group. I see all the pictures and I'm like, I got to get here. Like, this is like a big life goal, finding ways for work to pay for me to like travel and just enjoy life with people around me. So I'm like, I got to get, I got to get in with this guy. Like, and I said that straight out. And so 2020 happens and like everything falls apart. Thankfully he got his trip in uh, right before that happened. And then um, our video got rescheduled for the following year, last year, 2021. So he comes out, uh, awesome guy, fun to hang out with, does our video, it's awesome. And I was like, hey, how about your, uh, these, these awesome conferences that you're doing? You've got the one in Nashville coming up and you've got the thing in Hawaii. And I'm like, I got to get on, I got to get on those lists. Like I got to speak at one of these. And he's like lovingly laughing. He's like, ha ha ha, you know, everyone wants to speak at them. And I'm like, well, duh, of course everyone wants to speak at them. But how do I get in there? Because I really want to get in there. And so we're just kind of like laughing it off and stuff. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm getting in there, man. Like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Like, ha ha ha, I'm not kidding. So he goes and whatever. And um, he started posting about the not your typical therapist. I know that's someone that you're speaking at. And um may and i just started texting i was like listen like what's going on with why how do i get in there and he was like listen like i got a long list of speakers that want to come and present but send me something and i'll read it when i get back from hawaii this year i'm like okay um so i came up with uh you know something that i felt like people needed to hear about it's a clinical type presentation and so i'm gonna so i submitted something about basically integrating movement and yoga into uh, trauma work and therapy and i forget what i called it but i know the subject line said something like it was something wild like it was like in all caps and it was like bomb ass presentations for you to review <laughs> post cocktails in hawaii now that i've got your attention here are two and i you know i like really put my heart and soul into this and I was like what what do I think people really want to know what do I think clinicians really want to know and I think like in this regard if I have a bunch of clinicians attention I want to talk to them about trying to find ways to make therapy not so like cognitive and talking all the time and think about like the rest of the body that's a part of the client not just their mind and their head as they're going through therapy and so he gave me his time and he read my email and he called me up and he was like yo I was blown away come speak in Hawaii and I was like yeah so it's funny because people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm not fully sure. Like I know the topic and I, I've got my outline um, and I'm sure when I'm there, I'm going to be like nervous as hell, but I'm going to do it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. That's amazing. And all from just putting yourself out there and allowing yourself to be vulnerable to potential rejection too. For sure. But also being confident enough to be like, this is going to be good. I know what I'm doing, right? So it's like that polarizing thought process in a way. I'm not going to lie that my process was not eerily similar for the not your typical psychotherapy <laughs> conference. Was like, Hey man, I've got shit to say, right? Like people seem to like what I have to talk about. Like, let's make this happen. And and he Facebook voice messaged me like, I'm just reaching out to all the speakers for not your typical psychotherapy conference. And I was like, it's very cool how like it's a lot. There's a lot of fearfulness in that process, but it also can lead to such incredible results. And I think we have to embrace fear and we have to step into it in order to grow and to pursue goals and see where things go because otherwise we're just holding ourselves back and i see so much of that with a lot of limiting belief of like i don't have anything to offer 
I don't know who I am or what skills are applicable outside of the therapy room and how these can be useful. And I, it sucks to see that, but it's so cool to see so many entrepreneurs right now who are doing things outside of the box and really like getting away from traditional talk therapy. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, it kind of has to like, look at the way that things have been for the past couple of years. Like things are not normal and sitting in a room with someone and just like unconditional positive regard, like that's not going to cut it. Like these people in the world, us, us people, like we're freaking struggling, man. Like stuff's hard out there. And I need to bring that like realness to section. And I want other therapists to do it too. And it doesn't fit for everyone. And I don't think like people should be who they aren't, but I think people are out there and they need real people. Like they need real, genuine compassion and not compassion in like a written sense, like follow this script. Here's what you learned in grad school, but in like a, yo, I hear you and I've got you. Like it, it just needs to, it just needs to be real, whatever that looks like for people. And you know what you were saying earlier about the fear there was a, I was listening to a podcast recently with um, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, like obsessed with that book, by the way. He said that he started using fear as his gas pedal instead of his brake. And it's interesting because like, as we talk this stuff out, you know, I can hear stuff from you. I reflect on things from my own of where like, I was like, that's kind of scary. I think I'm okay. Well, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do it. I'm not like a, I don't necessarily consider myself like a very, I want to say brave because I do, I like, I can reflect back and be like, okay, cool. Like that was brave or that was courageous, but like, I'm a freaking anxious person, like nine out of 10, a lot of the time. So I also, I don't want people, I know a lot of people listening to this are people who are kind of contemplating like what their next move is going to be. And I know that your space is a lot of inspiring people to kind of just like take the jump. If you fall, you fall and get up and go on to the next thing. To me, it's just like such a tragedy to hear people holding all of this, like, oh, I think I would speak about this, or I might write this book on this, or I might do a podcast on this, but like not do it because they're afraid of what might happen. It's just like wasted talent and the world needs everyone's gifts, like full force right now. So I, I think like for myself recently, I'm trying to view like these big, oh shit, scary moments as like, let's drive forward and, you know, see what happens. We'll figure it out when we get there. I want to just like sit with that for a second for the audience to listen to that because that was really powerful and using that as a gas pedal instead of a brake is so crucial. And I think if we feel that fearfulness start to bubble up, that imposter syndrome, that anxiety, and I'm also a very anxious person, nine out of 10 all the time, we're probably on the right track. And we have to almost reflect back to other times we felt that way and think about the outcome. And 99% of the time, it probably worked out pretty well by pursuing something that felt scary or bigger than ourselves at the time or insurmountable. Do you ever see the movie Bronx Tale? I was just thinking about a quote oh, from that. Yeah. And he's like, the worst thing in the world is wasted talent. I thought of it as soon as I said it. And I was like, reference that and how's that going to go? But I mean, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. And and like, I, I agree with that. Like, it's like the worst thing in the world is wasted talent. Wasted talent. We are creative human beings. We've proven that through a global pandemic to see so many people, like you said, struggling. We need authentic, real humans showing up and helping spaces. And that doesn't have to look black and white. And that's really relatable because this is a unique time where we are all struggling simultaneously. Like I have therapy clients tell me about their struggle and I'm like, yeah, me too. 
but that's real. And and like, we're all in this right now. And we're like, when is this shit going to end? You know, I have COVID as we're, we're talking. And it's like, mm. I do think that we need more and more people to move into that space of like, I'm just going to like claim my power and I'm going to embrace who I am and I'm going to put it out to the world. And not everybody is going to like that. And that is okay. Yeah. There's like, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking about it's really, I mean, it's really like a beautiful thing to think of. That's not what we need right now. We don't need this like checkbox of things. We don't need like the perfect therapist. We just need people who are going to be real. We're all going through this stuff. And it's like, doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon. It's exhausting. It's tired. And we're all going through it at the same time. And the beauty in what you're just talking about is like, when we can let go of the perfectionism, imposter stuff that comes up, like we can connect. We can't do that when we're all worried about what everyone else thinks about. And so when you share how you feel, like you, Patrick, when you share how you feel, because you talk about this stuff all of the time, like it does for me, like, and I'm, you know, I've only just met you like not too long ago, but I mean, like, I feel connected to you in that way. Cause I'm like, oh, right. That's okay. Like I, it doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to be this way. And like, there's a real beauty and shared experience of just common humanity. Like this is what we're all going through. And it makes it really hard to connect with one another and to really empathize with one another when we've got our walls up because we're afraid of how it's going to look. And, you know, at the end of the day, like it may look messy, but at least it's real. You know, at least it's authentic. At least it's true to you. Couldn't have said it better myself. And cool. I think the more we share and disclose and show up in an authentic way, we attract and repel. Obviously, we attract people who are like, yeah, that's that's how I feel or I feel similarly. And maybe some people don't like it and that's okay. I think it normalizes, like you said, the human experience, right? Like we all fucking struggle in one way or another. We don't have to suffer in silence. You know, we can speak about this stuff. Even as helping professionals, we can talk about the fact that we also struggle. I think yeah. there's this like mirage of we're helpers. We've been through our master's programs. We have to be blank slates all the time. And that just really makes me so frustrated and so angry because I think that some sort of disclosure, not self-serving disclosure, but disclosure, sharing experience is relatable, normalizing and builds rapport and trust with clients and others much quicker than just pretending as if nothing impacts you. Yeah, that's, I gotta say, I think that's one thing that I feel like I'm thankful that again, like over the pandemic Facebook season, I feel like you know, I've been able to, I feel the attraction and I feel the repellent and the repellent is more of like a, Hey, like, you know, take what fits and leave what doesn't. And if I'm not your cup of tea, like that is, that's okay. You know? And so it, it really works out in a nice way because you're around people who you want to be around. And I've been pleasantly pleased to see just posts and what people talk about on, on Facebook as like the network has really grown about being more authentic and about being more real. Because I think like previously, I know there have been times where myself and other therapists have butted heads with those kinds of things. I think one thing in my favor in doing DBT, and I'm sure there are probably even other people who do DBT who may not be aligned um, with this idea as much as I am. But like in DBT, there are six levels of validation and they kind of like go up in intensity. So the first level is just like being awake and present and like nodding and, and you know, then it's like reflecting back and mind reading. But level six, the highest level of validation is called radical genuineness. And radical genuineness in DBT is about like, I'm not an expert. We're just two humans here trying to figure this stuff out. And radical genuineness in DBT actually like speaks to the idea of sharing things about your life that are going on. Like, yeah, sorry, like I have COVID too and, and this sucks. Or 
you know, like whatever it is that your client's going through. And it's getting rid of this like old dusty idea that like, if you share anything with your clients, then you're violating some sort of boundary or something like that. And like, I think, unfortunately, there have been a lot of experiences I've even seen with clients who have come to me where they've had like damaging experiences with therapists who have shamed them for just being like human, you know, like, Hey, do you have kids? Well, why do you want to know? Like, what? Like, that's such a bizarre response to such a normal question or like um, somebody, you know, like a client. Oh, you know, I, I heard it was your birthday. I brought you a cup of coffee or something like that. Well, we don't accept gifts here. It's like, okay, but these are like normal social things. Like, sure, don't buy me a diamond ring because that would be really weird. And we'd have to talk about that. But I just think like somewhere in the process of like graduate school and liability and you know, probably working at agencies and he didn't have policies for hundreds of therapists to all do the same thing. We kind of like lost our common humanity and our ability to have relationships in therapeutic relationships. And so, you know, it's kind of ironic, but it's uh, it's refreshing to hear people kind of being like, listen, this is how I'm going to do therapy. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. Just keep it moving. But I want to be around more people who are in line with, you know, the way that I'm seeing things and, and doing things. So I think that's what helps. Damn, Shailene's coming and just dropping truth bombs left and right today. <laughs> Loving this. And I think you're so spot on. And I, I like to practice the same way in everything that I do. I was just talking about this. And I think it's just we have to, if we want to find fulfillment and contentment and joy and satisfaction and motivation to do our jobs or pursue our passions, like we have to be aligned with our values, too. And authenticity for me is a big value for me. I, I just I'm not a fan of disingenuous human beings or like people who are just not authentic. It's just, I have to operate that way in terms of what is important to me. So I like that there is a mass movement right now and not your traditional psychotherapy. I mean, Ernesto has a hand in that, but a lot of therapists are just moving away from like, this is how things are supposed to be done. And we're also seeing a mass exodus from the insurance panels too, because people don't want to have treatment and support dictated by what feels evidence-based or how many sessions you can get someone's problem solved. Yeah. Or how much somebody thinks your work should be worth, which is like a big, uh -uh, not okay in my book. <laughs> totally. Spot on. Yeah. I think I'm going to name this episode Radical Genuineness. Like, Ooh, I, I love it. think that's perfect because, you know, that's kind of the emphasis of this podcast. And I struggle a lot when people are like, what's your podcast about? I'm like, um, I don't fucking know how to explain that. But I think it's about having real conversations and being more authentic as entrepreneurs and human beings and really just experiencing human experience together. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing all of that. It's really helpful for me to hear even on this side of the screen as well. Very, very cool. So Shailene, while we're talking, like you have so much going on, you've got this group practice, you just purchased a building. I'm going to put you on the spot so you can take that in and hopefully feel a little pride in that. <laughs> Thank speaking you. at conferences, <laughs> you're going on podcasts, you've created, you know, the Rebel Mente coaching program like how are you feeling about all this and where can people find more of Shailene and all of the stuff that she's creating yeah I'm feeling good in moments like it's like very it's a surreal experience to you know we were talking about this earlier like I think some of us in this group like the entrepreneur the what is it like the always hungry mindset like it's a pro and a con for sure like I'm always like what's next what's next what's next and so the great thing about that is I'm like super freaking driven and if I have the thought like I don't know if I can do it I'm like all right I'm gonna do it and that's you know a huge strength 
But then the downside of that is like, when am I going to stop? And do I want to be doing this? Like, I, I have to notice that and really be able to kind of like coast intentionally instead of just like, I'm doing this just to do it. Or if I know that I'm doing it just to do it, that like, that's the decision that I actually want to make. So I, because of that, I think like I have the tendency to move through things pretty quick and not really like sit and be like, holy shit, like that was really cool. And so I, it usually happens in moments and reflections where I'm like, oh shit, I bought a building. That's cool. Like I own that. I'm going to pay myself rent for my own business. Business. I'm going to pay my other business rent. Like that's freaking cool. So I'm kind of like taking that stuff in and I'm sure as more stuff comes along, I'll continue to have those moments of reflection, which I feel like, you know, that's kind of good too. It keeps me, it keeps me grounded without me getting like lost in, oh, this is so great and wonderful. It's like, yeah, it is. And like, okay, on to the next thing. People can find me at the time of this airing <laughs> at rebelmente.com. There is a Rebel Mente um, at Rebel Mente on social media on Instagram as well. It's Rebel, R-E-B-E-L-M-E-N-T-E, Rebel Mente. I'm on Facebook as Shailene Kite and my practice is DBT of South Jersey. There's a lot going on there because that's been established for a little while. But I have to remember that, you know, when DBT of South Jersey was first established, it was in 2015 when I was working three jobs. Like I was like, I'm going to open up a practice at some point. Let me just hop online and see what it's like to purchase an LLC. And DBT of South Jersey did not have a space until 2018. And at the time, I had no idea what it would look like. And so even though now I'm like, yeah, Rebel Mente's out there and, you know, the website will be done and all these other things. Like, I also know that I have the ability to, like, build the train tracks before the train is running through the town and all. Uh, so I, I trust in that. And I hope that people who are listening, if they're sitting on ideas like that, you know, that they feel maybe like a little bit more inspired to just take like one step and then, you know, maybe the next day you take another and maybe you don't. But at some point, if you just keep tying together these little actions from the dreams that you've had, then, you know, who knows what you'll be sitting on. And I think like that's another really cool thing is like, I don't really sit down because I'm moving so fast. I don't really sit down and think like, wow, what's it going to look like at the like, what am I going to look like when I sit down and retire? I'm doing some pretty cool stuff now. So who knows what that could be? But that's okay. I like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I mean, I think all of that resonates for so many people, myself included, like not being able to take it in, always moving on to the next thing. I'm definitely yeah. trying harder to like, okay, you've done some cool shit this year. Like, look at how far this has come since you left your community mental health job. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but like, what's next? So yeah. Good reminder, good reflection, good time to kind of get introspective. And also just like Shailene said, like, just put it out there. I, my podcast episode today and most of my podcast episodes are about that imperfect action of like, you build the plane as you fly it, so to speak. Like, it's not about the end result. It's not about perfecting it and then releasing it. It's much more about just being like, here's my idea. And now I'm going to figure it out because it's out to the world. And that's an accountability measure too. So I just want to say congrats on all of your success. And I'm, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and meeting in Asheville and like, yeah. connecting over social media yeah. even though you didn't take any of my Asheville recommendations Listen, on food. <laughs> so yeah anyone who's listening Patrick is just like such a sweet person this guy you know I messaged him on Facebook we're in the this is a part of the Facebook growth pandemic circle and I'm like hey I'm going to Asheville can I get some recommendations you gave me like <laughs> it was the most thorough and then you were checking in you were like how was your dinner last night at, at Asheville proper and I'm like it was wonderful like what do you think I'm sitting there like this guy was really there for it and then you came out and hung out with me and like my high school friends it was just so awesome so I, I 
appreciate it. However, I was with like 10 other people and there were times I just had to do the touristy things. I get it. I know I was like, letting him, he's like, you're break my heart. You're like, you're going to all the touristy spots, but I just, I just so appreciated that time. And now I'm like even more pumped to go to Nashville and see you in Hawaii. And it's going to be such great times. So I'm, I'm so excited. Me too. And sometimes, you know, you were a tourist, so you get to be a tourist. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I'm just especially opposite. My wife's like, can we just do like one touristy thing on this vacation? I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing so it. No vacation. Uh, you don't want to do touristy things on any vacation. You're like anti-tourist. Yeah, I want to like find out what the locals do and like eat their food and meet them and like go to their spots. But you know, Fair. I'm 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 not the normal person when it comes to travel. No, I so get I get, I get that, that too, and I appreciate like the inside stuff because people like when they come to South Jersey, people are like, because we're right near Philly, so they're like, oh, I want to get a cheesesteak, and then everyone goes to like these really Pat, touristy, terrible. Yes, and it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> like there's so many other good cheesesteaks in South Jersey, even. So I I get that. I I get it. This has been a pleasure and I'm looking forward to seeing you speak in Hawaii. I hope if anyone's listening to this, maybe you consider going out to Kona for Ernesto's uh, Connection Summit out there in August. And you can find more of me at allthingspractice.com for individual and group coaching. If you want to start, grow, or build your private practice, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's the All Things Private Practice podcast and Facebook group. Shailene, thanks so much for being on here. And uh, we will see everyone next Monday. We release episodes every Monday morning. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.